Welcome. You are listening to a recording provided by Voice Republic at httpvoicerepublic.com. Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Welcome to FTM Fitness World on Air. And yes, we have rebranded from our old name, Mind, Body, Spirit. of this Back to Us radio podcast. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audiblepodcast.com slash back the number two us. Again, audiblepodcast.com slash back to us. Well, welcome to FTM Fitness World on Air. We have rebranded from our old name, uh, Mind, Body, Spirits, with Jody and Neil, to FTM Fitness World on Air. And we are calling it the Trans Fitness for the Mind, Body, and Spirits, where we discuss all sorts of topics related to the trans community. From our own experiences and our own points of view, I would like to get uh, feedback from uh, people uh, about the name, about the new name, about the show in general. If you would like to contact us, you can email me personally at neo, N-E-O, at ftmfitnessworld.com. Today is Sunday, August 10th, 2014, and it's 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and I'm your host, Neo Sanja. And if you want to find out more about myself, you can find out more about me at uh, neosanja.com. That's N-E-O-S-A-N-D-J-A.com. Now I'm going to pass on the mic to my co-host, Mr. Jody Rose. Hey, Jody. Hey there. How you doing? Uh, I'm Jody Rose, and I'm an author, a keynote speaker, and a professor. And my new book, Transforming Yourself, just came out actually, um, and it's all about transformation for the mind, body, and soul. So I'm really happy to be here. Great. Awesome. Well, uh, I guess we are, we are going to continue the conversation from last time. Um, today we're talking, of course, about money. Last time we we were talking about money and uh, economic empowerment in the trans community, and we decided to do a part two today where we continue the topics. I've received uh, different kinds of feedbacks. Actually, um, a couple of weeks ago, two, a week ago, so I received I, re- I received a lot of good feedbacks 
uh, some people really enjoy the the, the, the topics and uh, the things we've discussed because they're important. And at the same time, I want to make sure that we touch everything. Last time we discussed pretty much the mindset part, and today we want to discuss uh, things beyond the mindset. And as you know, Jody and I do a lot of the things from the inside out. Well, we start, we start inside and then we finish uh, in the outside. And and we want to remind people that, yes, in 2009, there was a survey conducted by the National Center for the Transgender Equality and the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force that found that 47% of uh, people who were surveyed experienced an adverse job action because they are transgender. They were either denied a promotion, they were either fired from their job, or impacted in our employment status one way or another. And also 26% lost their jobs uh, just just because of their gender expression or their identity uh, expression. So especially, and if you add to that, and it's very important to mention this too, if you add to that the fact that uh, there's also multiracial, multiracial uh, transgender people or black transgender, like like me myself as an immigrant, I completely understand that uh, the unemployment, uh, the discrimination, the medic, the lack of medical care, the issue with the ID, uh, you know, the suicidal rate, and all of those things, those things are very, very important. So. Uh, for those of you who were there for the first part of the show, I want to make sure that you understand that uh, the part, the first part was not, um, you know, to dismiss every, all the reality of what's going on in the community, but it's very important to start from the mindset, to start from what can I do as an individual, uh, how can I change my attitudes towards the reality of the things that are happening? And, you know, like like one of my mentors always tells me, it's not what happens to you, it's what you do with what happened to you. First, you work on yourself, then as a community, we can empower each other. And, you know, if you, if you see, um, you know, some of my great, 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 uh, the people that have really influenced my mind uh, today, like Icar Tolley, Og Mandino, Zig Ziglar, Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn, Jack Kenfield, uh, T.R. Aker, just to name a few, all of those people, I have a very, very uh, powerful voice. They're all uh, motivational speakers, all authors, all business owners. All uh, Jerry Clark, for example, is, 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 a, is a great one. He's actually uh, the one who empowered me to study their mental fast. But those people have, do not, will never teach anyone. This is how you can make money, or this is how you can uh, uh, raise funds, or this is how you can start a business. They always, even with their personal coaching, they always start with the mindset. They always start with this is how you should think, this is how you should see a reality instead of what it is, because you cannot change reality and you cannot always change uh, people or policies, but you can always change yourself. So now we're going to start part two of the show, which is where we actually talk about the real issues and what we can do individually and also as a community. So I want to ask a question to you, Jody, um, to start the show. And the question is basically, what do you think is the first step or one of the first steps um, a person, a trans person can do and should do or one of the first 
the first step they should take toward uh, financial empowerment? Well, uh, you know, in my book, Transforming Yourself, there's a chapter on financial freedom. And there's an exercise that relates to thinking about your very first experience with money. So regardless mm. of of your ex- experience of who you are, what you've done, this is a good idea. So you think about the very first experience you've had <clears throat> with money and you think about what kind of emotions are you have associated with that experience with money. That, that's a good first step because then you can figure out, well, maybe um, you got an allowance or maybe you earned your own money or maybe you always heard your parents talking in really bad ways about, about money. But this relates to being practical. So the thing about it is you can't be practical until you understand your first experience with money because then you can take right. practical actions. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's one thing to say, well, the first thing that you can do is you can go out and find something at uh, the Salvation Army that sells on eBay for five times that price because you looked it up in your phone and all that. But if you don't think about what your first experience is with money before going out and doing the practical stuff, there will always be a block or something while you're trying to do the practical stuff. So step one is looking at yourself and understanding what your attitude is about money. That that really is part of practical action. And then when you figure out what your attitude is about money, then you can say to yourself, okay, now I'm going to take the necessary steps in my life right now after I understand uh, what my attitude is. And I'm going to go out and uh, earn some extra money for myself. But if you don't do that other stuff, you're going to have those blocks. So with that said, if you do that, then there's so many ways you can make money. It's very important to understand that money is everywhere we have so much money that we can't even count all the money in the world. So, so it's we live in an abundant place. We live, you know, money is a tool to help you find your dreams and to and to help make your dreams happen. But, but you know, understanding that is very important. And then the second part, once you understand that, then you think about, okay, well, what is my passion? What do I love to do? And when you figure that out, then you can take steps to say, this is how I'm going to earn money doing what I love. And so there is a book called The $100 Startup by Chris, it's Gillibu, or it's G-U-I-L-L-E-B as in boy, E-A-U. And in that book, he talks about how to start up a business with just $100, and he talks about doing it based on what your passion is. So, for instance, let's say you love clothes. Well, you can go on eBay and you can see all the different clothes that are selling and you can, let's say you want to focus on a specific genre of clothing, like vintage clothing. Then you can look up, do some research, preliminary research on eBay and do some things called advanced searches, which basically you sign in and you see what the auctions ended, you know, what the final price was when the auction ended. That You do that in an advanced search with completed items 
And mm-hmm. <clears throat> then let's say you see a bunch of really interesting purple polka dot dresses. For some reason, everyone's really into purple right now or something. And you see they, they all ended for like 20 bucks. And you know that now you're going to go to the Salvation Army, the Goodwill, garage sales on the weekends, and you're going to find different types of dresses in purple. You know, it's it, it, then yeah. you're going to list, take good pictures. You're not going to have a picture that's blurry. You're going to have a good picture. You know, I mean, it's like it's not like you're not going to do work, but you're going to do work that you love. You you love the clothes, so you're going to find the clothes that are going to sell, that are going to make you some money. I, right now I know someone who goes to garage sales when they're ending and gets offers 10 bucks for all the clothes that are left in that garage sale. Gets, mm-hmm. Usually the person says yes because the person doesn't want to bring it you know, bring it all to the Salvation Army or wherever, and uh, she buys it all for like 10 bucks. She sorts through it. Whatever she can sell, she sells. Whatever she can donate, she donates. And whatever she can rip up and make into rags for cleaning, she does that. Like, so it's really about thinking outside the box, being creative. And I really believe the first step is thinking, what do I love to do? What do I really love to do? And then the second step, how can I make money doing what I love? Right. I really think it's really, you know, it's really, it's powerful because, you know, if you think about, you know, everything that you say, I could come up with at least three reasons why it's, it's one, not going to work. Uh, it's not going to be, um, you know, like practical for me or it's not going to get me to the goals that I want to do because, you know, let's be real, right? Is it easier to go out there and be creative and start a, a business and all those things and find your passion and all the stuff, or is it easier to just work for somebody and not have to think about all that and get all the benefits that you need and then get paid at the end of the month or at the end of the week and, and things like that. You know, and that's the thing is I understand it's very important to understand too that there are people uh that uh that wants to do that. There there are people that want to to do things beyond a paycheck, uh, that want to start a lifestyle. And then there are people that they just want to to survive. And then they want, they just want to, you know, to pay their bills. They just want to, to have food on the table. They just want to, uh, you know, all, all go by. So with that said, you know, I, I really think what you said is important. There, we, that you cannot, uh, if you do want to, to do things beyond, beyond the, you know, as a community, it's very important. Like all the things that I said, all the things that I've said, as far as. Um, employment and discrimination and all the things that are happening in the government and in the community are very important, but we cannot change them individually. And we can change them as a community by the things we do. But one thing that I really truly believe that we can do is empower ourselves individually and then come together as a community by changing that. For example, if one person is financially free and financially able, then they can change some policies by coming together because they can afford that. Like, let's be honest. If you cannot eat, if you don't have food on the table, like, you know, there is a French proverb say that says that an angry stomach does not have ears. You know, if somebody is angry, is, I mean, not angry, hungry, they don't have ears. Can you hear me, Jody? Yes, I can hear you. 
Okay, I want to make sure that you didn't lose. I didn't lose you again. So there is something that you know. In French, I say, uh, "Hungry uh, stomach does not have ears," right? And so, if the person does not have ears, they cannot eat. So, where do we begin? We begin by, you know, I already like you said. We begin by first beyond the the, the poverty line, beyond beyond that. First, surviving, and then beyond surviving, because the only one of the biggest issues that people have is when they go beyond surviving, they get comfortable, and then they start living paycheck to paycheck, and then they buy into the debt mentality, and then they go into, uh, you know, uh, the how do you call it? the complacency of this is my life and this is what I do. I wake up in the morning, I go to work, and then I wake up, I, I go, I get up, you know, I leave at five. And then for years, I'm going to retire, and then I'm going to get my, my pension, and then I'm going to, you know, uh, life will be good, then I'm going to do whatever I want to do with my life and spend time with my kids and all that stuff. All that was great maybe like 20, 40 years ago, except today, all the, all that is a dream because people do not have a pension. They don't have a 401k like they used to unless they do it themselves and all those things. So. That's why we want to do this show. That's why we want to do a show that empowers empower people to kind of think beyond what you've been conditioned to think, beyond the fear, beyond the, you know, conforming to the regular nine-to-five job. If you have a nine-to-five job that you love, that you change lives, that you make $5,000 a month, great. If you love it, you know, it's it's powerful. It's great. Um, and at the same time, I think we can definitely. Um, uh, have you ever heard of? Um, have you ever heard of be do have? Uh yeah, be be do have. But uh, I have heard heard of that. And uh, before we touch on that, I, there's some things that I just wanted to say. Two things that when you were talking, I thought about. The first thing is that. Some people really like the 9-to-5 schedule, and they that's something that they really love to do. And if you, the listener, are someone like that, there are still things that you can do within that environment to earn mm-hmm. more money, to move up. You know, like it, you you can uh, ask for more projects, or or you can... Um, start thinking you don't have to stay obviously where you are but it just seems like a, a lot of times it's easy, it seems easier to stay to stay in the position that you are in a company but thinking about if that's something that you really love to do there are a lot of ways to move up in your company or there are a lot of ways to <clears throat> think about getting a promotion like you know doing things that are not asked of you but that show how talented you are or that show that you can do the the job really well. You know, like thinking a little bit outside of the box to make yourself stand out in the workplace. And then the -hmm. other thing before we talk about the bees you have is the saving money, which in a practical sense, you can definitely find so many coupons online now. Like, you know, you, you know, People cut coupons, and they if, if they spend an hour cutting coupons, and they're going to save twenty five dollars in that hour, they just made twenty five dollars for themselves, you know. So, and yeah. and then if that becomes something that you really get good at, you can write an ebook, a ten page ebook about how to save 
$100 in an hour by cutting coupons and sharing the knowledge of all the information of the websites that you found in your research, which might have taken eight hours of your time to find these really great websites, and you're going to put them all in one place for someone, and that person probably more than likely would be more happy to pay five, ten bucks for uh, a little ebook, so that person doesn't have to do the research. And then you create leverage mm-hmm. with that product to sell multiple copies of that. So this is what we're talking about in practical ways, in practical sense. What is your? What do you love to do? If it's your nine to five, if it's couponing, if it's selling things on eBay, what do you love to do? Take that to higher levels. Create leverage with your passion. Create leverage with what you love to do. And when you do that, then you empower yourself because you say, oh, wow, I made $100 on this or I made $50 on this. And then you think, wait a minute, I worked to make that $100. I worked in my nine to five job. 10 hours, but it only took me an hour to make $100 doing something else I love. And that's how you start slowly moving into the belief that money, Mm -hmm. you can make a lot of money. You know what I mean? Doing what you love. And it isn't something like overnight. It might be for some people, but other times it just is a gradual progression. Like you might buy a dress for 99 cents and sell it for $20 on eBay. You just made like $17 after fees and that. And how many hours would you have to work if you are working a 9-to-5 job and you don't want to work that 9-to-5 job? How many hours would you have to work at that 9-to-5 job to make that $17 that you probably spent, you know, a little 5-10 minutes finding the dress or something at a garage sale and then listing it for another 10 minutes, but it's fun and you're at home. You know, so it's you have to really start thinking about it. And then you think, how many pieces of clothing do I need to buy to make this much money? And But there's trade-offs because there's also health insurance and there's also uh, security that comes with your 9-to-5 job that you feel is security and you, you would feel better doing that. And, you know, the trade-off is if you start having your own business, then you buy your own health insurance. And what do you do? You shop around. You compare prices. You do the research on that as well. So it's like all right. it's all about thinking outside of what of the box, thinking of outside of what you're used to thinking. And because we are so used to the thought loops going around and around these same thought loops, you know, I got to go here to earn this. I have to come home and I got to go back to work and I got to do this. And we have to break those thought loops in a pra- and the way we do it is by acting in a practical way to show ourselves that we can earn money not doing something that we thought we couldn't earn money doing, you know, but, oh, guess what? Surprise, you can do that. And I think saying if we could all get to the point where we said, you know what, I, I want to earn $100. I'm going to go out today and I'm going to go find something and I'm going to resell it and I'm going to earn $100. You know, imagine it's it's not difficult to do that once you practice and you learn how to do it. You can learn how to do anything pretty much. I mean, you know, so... Yeah. So I just wanted to say that, you know, that's it's important in a, in a practical sense. Now, yeah. the bees do have, yeah. what, yeah. what did Go you ahead. want to talk about in that area, that paradigm you know, shift, right? Did you say you wanted to talk about it? Yes, yeah, if, if, you, if you want to talk, yeah, definitely. Do you want to talk about it, the idea yeah, of the bees do have? I, I mean, I want, I, you, did you just, you just said, uh, Reminded me of you just trick I guess triggered something not in a bad way, but okay. you know when you, what you say reminded me of 
I really have met so many people in the trans community that have become so financially creative uh, because they are trans. Like they become, they, they became so creative uh, legally, of course. They raised a lot of money for the surgery, and it's something that they would have never thought about doing um, financially. They wouldn't have never thought about survival, financial survival the way they do. And it's almost like being trans has brought them a good thing. Like being trans has become a blessing. As when people, you know, and at the same time I've also met uh, people that because of their trans, they say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm trans, this is why, you know, things are not going well for me. And even though I do, I do understand both parts, and I think this is why it's very important to see that sometimes it's not the problem. Sometimes it's our perspective towards the, towards the problem. You know, every single great person that I've studied have gone through so much adversity, including myself. I've gone through so much adversity that even if I start telling people, they will not believe, you know. But with that, I've learned much more that I'm, I'm so thankful, actually, because I would not be the same person if I had not gone through those adversity. You know, I could have chosen to be defeated by those adversity. Uh, adversity. Instead, I chose to be creative and I chose to survive. And when you let your intuition and your creative uh, and instinct uh, kick in, you can do so much more. Now, as far as the, the BDF, um, I don't know if we are talking about the same thing or, or not, but I'm going to just touch on what my mentor taught me about the BDF is first you become the person the person that you need to be uh, to, to be where you want to be. You know, you become that person by changing the way you see things, by by learning new skills, uh, by, by um, you know, by changing a lot of things, like the, the people you hang out with or the news. You know, stop watching negative news constantly. Yes, there are a lot of horrible stuff going on in the world, but... Does it empower you to watch them 24-7? If it doesn't, then maybe you need to take a break from that. Just just try it for 20 days and see how empowered you become. And then you do whatever it takes. You know, first you become, you be, and then you do whatever it takes to get there. You know, because there are a lot of excuses out there. But today I can understand excuses. I mean, I really, really do understand any trans person that has excuses because I've been there and I see that. So I will never, never discredit that. And at the same time, there is no excuse uh, for not knowing something because we are in the information age. Libraries are free in this country. And, you know, you can get Google from anywhere. You can get Wi-Fi, free Wi-Fi in a lot of spots. And there are a lot of books on Amazon that are like one cent. There are a lot of things, and you do that by changing your habit. You know, do you know the amount of 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 time people uh, spend uh, doing Vine videos or watching silly stuff on YouTube or creating memes or uh, you know just watching 
reality TV and things like that, they could do it to change the habit. So it's not that one person has more and one person has less. Sometimes it's just that the other person do different things. They have different habits. And one of the books that has really changed my life was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Uh, I don't remember the author, but as a side note, actually, if if you are listening to this show and you want to know the books that I read, that I spend my time reading while everybody is watching Jerry Springer or whatever else is playing on TV these days, email me at neo at com. Because sometimes I will speak and I will say things and I will do things. And even if I have nothing in my pocket at all, somebody will assume that I'm somewhere. And sometimes even if I go without without anything and people will assume that I have more, it's not that I have more. It's just that I think about things differently and that empowers me to have more. And then that's the third step is have. You be you become, and then you do, and then you have. And, you know, do you want to touch about that uh, really quick before we actually talk about uh, financial education and things like that? Yes. Well, my take on the Be Dear Have is I like to ask a lot of questions, and I think questioning is a really good way for growth. So I always say, when talking about this idea, the B part, you have to say, who really am I? Who 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 am I? Because uh, uh, the you know the person that you think you are a lot of times you're not who you think you are. That's that's often you know a wake up call. You know you're not who you think you are. Someone else shaped your ideas, beliefs, attitudes, interests, and what you consider to be your quote unquote personality. And that could be shocking. But the thing about it is, we rely on our sense of identity to feel safe and comfortable. But a lot of times this quote-unquote identity is not true, and it gives you this illusion that you're in control. But there's no such thing as control. So what what you have to do is you have to make a decision to change. And by doing that, you say, who am I? Who, Who am I really? Because the thing about it is, oh, I'm someone who likes to play tennis. Are you really someone who likes to play tennis? You really think about who am I. Then once you do that, what do I have to do? What are these actions that I have to do that line up with who I am? And then what are, how do I get the, the results? Or how, how do I get, what do I have from it? So these are the questions. Who am I? What do I have to do that backs up who I am and make that choice? And then what, how am I impacted? What are the results? Because I am doing this be, do, have. And then after that, after that, you do one more thing. You look at yourself again and you say, who am I? What is important to me? After you've done the do and the have, you look again at who am I and it's transformed. It's changed. So Mm -hmm. that's a very powerful concept. So now we'll talk about what financial education yeah. Oh, yeah. And this you is want to say if, something? you know, the video you have, the video do have, if people apply that to every single area of their life, it's going to shift because it's the same process that I use when I tell people about finding a relationship, for example, right? Uh, it's first, what are you trying to attract? And who are you trying to attract? And then become the person, the ideal person for that person, and do whatever it takes to become 
what you need to be, the per, the ideal person, and then have the person that you want. So it's the same. We do have, if you have, if you use that, it's really going to change your life. Uh, yeah. Now, financial intelligence. Do you want to, you know, because of my, you know, one of the first rules uh, that I've learned as far as financial intelligence. Oh, I just remembered the book. One of the books that really taught me, because all those things are great. Because when you read things about financial intelligence, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or Think and Grow Rich, and things like that, they're great stuff, but they don't always give you practical things on where to start. Like, there are a lot of books that tell you just positive thinking, and then you're going to make a million dollars next year. It doesn't happen like that. Right? Yes, the financial yeah. intelligence is, is very powerful and it's very important. And at the same time, uh, one of the books, I just remembered one of the books um, that really changed my life on where you can start. The base the base of where you can start is um, the money book for the young, fabulous and book by Susie Allman. And that book is simple. I don't always agree with um, everything from Susie Allman, just like I know I agree with everything from everybody, right? You have to have your own mind. And at the same time, I think that book is very powerful because it teaches you the basics of how to fix your credit, how to manage it, uh, what are the documents you need to have as far as a 401k, as far as a, um, a retirement plan, as far as another retirement plan, a life insurance plan, and a trust fund, all those things. So, I think everybody should really read that book. It's really simple. It's the basics. Even if you have, uh, uh, you know, you are comfortable with your job, uh, nine to five or whatever, and you are comfortable with that, I think it's really important to read that book because you should never, never, never depend on somebody else handling your finances, especially not your job, your boss. Not that he's a horrible person, but it, does, it should never... You should never depend on him for your future, for your financial security. Um, do you have anything to add um, as far as financial intelligence goes, as far as edu- the education? Yes. Well, let's um, talk about well, uh, how to handle your money. How about that? Let's talk about how to handle your money. Okay. So the first thing is that with financial education, you don't even need to spend. It used to be I would take 10 to 15% of whatever I earned, no matter what, even if I had to take it out of my food, for education mm-hmm. of anything, okay? And so you can make right. that. That's one idea. However, to be now, you can do all. You can get all that education for free because there's so many people in this world right now, so a lot of them are on YouTube, giving tons mm-hmm. of free education. I just had a free Skype session with someone who offers half-hour free Skype sessions in relation uh, to thoughts and thought processes and stuff like that, and it was amazing. And the thing about it is, may I may or may not uh, have, you know, pay, pay this person in the future, but I definitely remember what I learned, and it's a great way for him to network and meet people, and this relates to uh, handling money because what he does is he he makes all these different connections on YouTube and then he starts bringing in income from people who want to hire him. <laughs> you know, he, he shows them for free what he can offer them. 
Now, so first, mm-hmm. you can get it in financial education for free. The second thing is in terms of managing your money and handling your money and all of this kind of stuff. For One of the things that I used to do with money, because I, I was in school for so many years, and I really I, – I, I had to really be careful with my money. I had to – I was on – I had scholarships and things, but I also had to work, and I, it, I had, it was tight. Okay, so basically, what I would do is I would just think, what do I absolutely need? What is what is something that I absolutely need? And uh, in this, you know, while I'm going to school, and I would write a list down of what I really needed, and then I would revise uh-huh. the list because guess what? I didn't really need everything on the list. <laughs> so it was kind of right. like, okay, and so you think about that. Think about what you really You'll be need. surprised of things you can go without. That is so true. And you can get a lot of things for free, a lot of things oh, yeah. for free. Especially okay, so. as a student. I trust, you You won't believe how many furniture I brought home from, uh, like, like, the corner. Like, people, like, uh, I remember one summer, I was uh, helping out with the maintenance on campus, the job maintenance, and I bought so much furniture that I didn't even need all of it, and I ended up selling uh, some of it, and I had a lot yeah. of money uh, left off. So, yes, you're definitely right. You can get a lot of things for free. Um, but money management is definitely important. Uh, you know, money management is definitely important. The first step, like you said, um Writing a list of your needs, there is a big difference of needs versus wants, and making an inventory of how you spend your money. That's very uh, important. You know, in Hawaii, okay, a lot of people say, how do you live in Hawaii? It's so expensive. Guess what? I was just in Oregon, and there are a lot of things in Oregon that are more expensive in, in Hawaii, but there are some things in Oregon that are cheaper. So what you need to really do one of the ways you can really save money is by not going to the store. You can simply go to farmer's markets and buy your food. You know how much money I save at farmer's markets here in Hawaii? I just bought tons, two bags of lemons and limes that at the store I would have paid $20, and I paid $4 at the farmer's market. It was organic. And I'm supporting, mm. supporting farmers. I'm supporting locals. So, Right there, right, I right. saved 16. And then here, let me tell you one more thing. If you buy something from a store and you get it home and it's rotten or something like that or, you know, like some fruit, a lot of stores have this no question return policy. Safeway, I think, does mm-hmm. that. If you buy, like, a ton of fruit or something and it goes bad in a day or two, you can go back to the store and bring it back. And I, I mm-hmm. do that because it it saves a lot of money. I mean that that's that's thinking outside of the box. If you want to go to practical financial management and looking at your checkbook and looking at the money <laughs> yeah, and you, spend you know, it's, and it's thinking, really, you know, we can do that yeah, too. It's, that is yeah. That is really, really yeah. It's like, it's brought up so many memories and so many ideas that uh, you know, I really see that. I re I think the the issue is not always you know even though I can understand, you know, I've been I've been in times where you cannot even manage the money because there's not even enough to be managed. But trust me, you can manage five dollars. 
like basic things. Like I went to a financial seminar of, uh, last year, and I learned basic things like a jar system. And it, if uh, people email me, I can email them the, the the jar system as well, where you literally put the money in your jar. Like if you are so broke that you cannot even have a bank account because they will charge you $14 a month, which I think is ridiculous, and I understand that. You can handle your money cash and then PayPal as well and things like that. And just doing a jar system of this is the money for our necessities and this is the money for the my play money and this is the money for, um, you know, savings. Even if you save a dollar, it still makes a difference. Now and then, this is big in you know like uh, saving big big savings for something that you want like surgery for example, and things like that. It's just it's not about the, how much money you save. It's just about doing it changes the way your brain works so that you don't spend more than you have. You don't end up you don't your brain is just to start changing so that you can attract not only more money and you can be more creative, but you can handle. You know, like there is a Bible saying that, you know, to we, to whom more is given, more is expected. You know, you can never get more unless you can handle what you have. So if you cannot handle $5, if as soon as you have $5, you blow it on candy or whatever, you cannot receive 10 or more, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like every single dollar should be accountable for. So, and then after that, then, of course, there is credit management and I just want to make sure that people know that it's very important not to to give in into all those. You know, the reason why a lot of credit management companies are scam today and are making a lot of money, and any scam for, for, for that reason, any scam, I mean, I won't say any scam because I've, I've also been scammed before, but 98% of scams are really... Usually not. The, yes, there are always the scammers' fault, but they're usually the our fault sometimes as a society, not the strange society, but just the world in general. Because <laughs> like credit management companies are scamming people because people do not want to do the work to fix their credit or to learn how to fix their credit. They would rather pay somebody to just make their debt disappear. You know, how is that fair? You go and blow your money and mess up your credit and buy, you know, $300 pair of Nikes and then you want it to disappear. You know, you have to be accountable for the mistakes you make. And I think that's important. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, it's pretty important to, wherever you live, take about 20 minutes and write down every single thing that you can do that's free in your area. Every single thing. And that means you can, that you would enjoy. Okay, let's say that. So you mm-hmm. do the research and you say, like for instance, this Thursday there's a free business expo here that I never would have known about if I didn't do the research to find out what was going on that was free this week. <clears throat> there's free talks. There's free poetry readings. I mean, Just do things that are free, and you'll save a lot of money immediately doing that. The other thing is Craigslist has a big free thing. You can look on Craigslist. People give away stuff for free all the time. The other thing is that if you are asking for more money and you see 
the 10 cents on the ground, pick it up because if you don't pick it up, you're not sending the right message out. You're not sending a message. Right. Right? You know, that's, that's, that's mm-hmm. an important that thing powerful. to bring up yes. here. Yeah, so those are the three things. You have things. never been yes, that's, that's powerful. Mm. Yes, those are, just wanted to, to put those three things in there because those are very important <clears throat> things to put in. I mean, and, you know, when when is the movie free? You know, when, or when is the movie, sometimes they show free movies in the park, or when when is the movie $4 cheaper? Can you go to the earlier show? Uh, can you bring in your own snacks to the movie? I mean, you know, the, there's so many things that are a waste of money. It is unbelievable how many things are a waste of money. It's crazy. I mean, even at, you go to an airport, you go to the movies, things are so overpriced. Even in Hawaii, we just had the two, uh, you know, the the hurricane scare or whatever that didn't happen. But they overpriced things here because of it. You know, it's, it's just, it's one of those things where you really need to be aware of, what you're spending, why you're spending it, and it, you know why you're spending it is really important. Why do you? Why are you mm-hmm. spending this money? That's that's really really necessary to do. So yeah, because usually it's really just some kind of emotion. A lot of our spending are you know based on uh, emotions. So that's definitely powerful. And all these yeah. things are pretty much everything. Uh, important as far as where we are today as a community for people who are still, you know, it's very important to know, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't even change my sentence, for people who are still uh, where they are not thinking beyond, um, you know, where they're thinking literally just how do I survive? How do I pay my bills? How do I have housing? How do I save for surgery? all those things. I think these are really important things to do. And also, when you do get a job, get a job to learn the skills. Get a job that will, you will, it will teach you skills. And by that, I mean, even if it's a, it's a McDonald's job, even if I've, I've had a maintenance job, job once that I've learned some of the most valuable skills there just by observing things that I thought were never even related to what I was going there to learn, and at the same yeah. time, get a job for a benefit. Sometimes it's a benefit for your surgery. And that's if that's smart. what you have to do, do yeah. what you have to do. But also learn yeah. some skills because if you do decide to open a business one day or whatever, you will learn the skills. And this is why it's important to really have the initiative right. mindset where you really want to, is there anything I can do? Where can I help? Where blah, blah. And you don't do it for your boss. You do it for you because it's a skill that is going to not only get you the better job, the next job that you might, your ideal job that you're looking for, but also mm-hmm. if you do decide to create your own business, it's going to be powerful. And before we, we wrap up, I just really quick want to say that, yes, uh, it's, I think as a community we can do it. I think as a community, if if I can feed myself and then I have a roof on my head and then I've had my surgery and all those things, I think it's very important for me to still be here for my community so that I can teach what I know and the things that I've done <laughs> to the next person so that we can do it together so that if we become to the extent where we are beyond financial freedom towards wealth, 
we can empower the community like that. Because a lot of the yeah. things that we see, let's be real, a lot of the things that we see that you have to travel in order to even impact uh, policies and things like that. You have to travel. You have to lobby. You have to talk to people. You have to be well-networked. You have to all those things. And I think we can definitely do that as a community. And then if you want to go beyond just survival and beyond just financial freedom toward wealth, the three pillars of wealth are pretty much any person that has ever been wealthy and rich in this world uh, has done either business, has been in business, or have learned investing uh, uh, stocks or uh, real estate. So if yeah, you and we would like that, to uh, just let me just say something real quickly. That the real quickly here is let go of fear. Any, even if you let go of a little fear, you can let go of some of that fear and then you can do something that you normally wouldn't do in relation to what Neil was just saying. And I also just want to say that at the conference, at the FTM Fitness Conference in October in Atlanta, we're going to be talking a lot more in detail about how to make money, empower yourself making money, practical ways, you know, mind, body, spirit ways, all these kinds of things, really in-depth conversation about uh, money and then also, during my book, Transforming Yourself About Money and Financial Freedom, it's per- I think it's the longest chapter, which is pretty funny, and there's all these exercises. So if you come to the conference, you can learn a lot more about uh, empowering yourself with money. Definitely. So, yes, the conference, again, uh, we are doing uh, crowdfunding. We really hope um, the community can help with that. Uh, we are... Actually, it's actually benef- it's beneficial to win-win for both us and the community and the people that want to attend. But even if you can't come, but you still want to support, uh, we are doing an Indiegogo campaign. So just go to stmfitnessconference.com, and when you click on sponsors, you're gonna uh, see the link to our Indiegogo uh, campaign. So our next show is gonna be next month. It's gonna be September 14th. Uh, it's going to be the second Sunday, so it's September 14th, uh, 6.30 p.m. again. And remember, now we are FTM Fitness on air, and we hope to bring you more and more and more. Uh, we don't know yet what topic is going to be next month, but if you do have any requests, uh, please email me, and it's neil at uh, com. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening uh, to our show. Please write us on iTunes and any other uh, network uh, or, or media, media outlet out there and uh, email us. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. And thank you for to our sponsors and to, again, all our listeners, email us, call us. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Audible.com is a proud sponsor of this Back to Us radio podcast. Audible.com is a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audiblepodcast.com slash back the number two us. Again, audiblepodcast.com slash back to us.
You know how I like it. You have been listening to a recording provided by Voice Republic at http voicerepublic.com.